0: you ever been to a volcano? They Women will erupt you. You're not listening to Superboobus.
1: They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking
0: wall. That's what you say, man. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we ain't here talking about Super-Bus.
1: That's terrible. Super Hoopers Podcast. I am Matt Hill, and with me as always is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, how's it going?
0: Oh, man, I am... You ready? I'm ready. We are. We are. I'm giving thanks. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. How was your uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, it was great, you know, hanging with the family,
1: big family. Yeah. My family's not so big on food. It takes like 10 minutes of Thanksgiving for us to eat, and then it's mostly just game playing. Really? yeah that's interesting
0: i this year i cooked for 20 korean people Ooh, nice yeah yeah it was, and um, uh
1: was this like charity work that you were doing yeah or? yeah pretty much i was just like yeah <laughs> i adopted <laughs> i adopted uh 20 koreans <laughs> yeah. and i gave thanks north koreans north koreans yeah you yep. north, hey this is what we have in america how yeah. about how about capitalism guys try that yeah and i was like turkey dinners every night guys oh man john if you ever want to be tripped out uh, google the night lights of north and south korea have you ever seen this no this is my this may be a little too boring in economics for people but google night lights north and south korea it's fascinating cuz what you'll see is you'll see south korea all lit up at night you'll, like it's like from from a satellite so it's all lit up and then north korea just dark because like no, curve for you. No, because there's just no development. There's no, oh. there's no nothing. There's no, there's no factories, nothing. no nothing. It's just like peasant land.
0: Wow. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah. So check that out, everyone. Yeah. North and South Korea. Yeah,
0: shout out to all our North Korean listeners <laughs> for risking your life. We <laughs> don't listen. know. Yeah. If you probably, if, you, if you're in North Korea listening to this, you're, you're probably risking your life, right? Could be, could be. Are could we be. banned in North Korea? Yeah,
1: you know, everything's banned in North Korea. The I mean, Internet's but but mostly us. But you know, they like smuggle movies and stuff into North Korea, dude. Maybe they could smuggle. Should we smuggle super we, <laughs> super hoopers be, into North Korea? Field trip, field trip. will go. C- how do we do that? Do we need well, a you drone? Know, you need a. They do it with balloons. I think they send like balloons, and it's like and I'm, I'm not even joking. Like of, of like DVDs and stuff, and they like float the balloons over the border. So the people can be like, oh, check out, you know, whatever, the latest Jason data movie. Yeah. All right, we'll work on that. We'll work on, on it. On the work we'll, on work it. On we'll work on, on it. That, yeah. All right, so today on the podcast, we'll be talking the Philadelphia 76ers then uh Free i'll
0: transition from the oppression of north korea to uh, to uh yeah fan, north korea of, uh, the
1: nba's version of north korea yep, the 76ers the lights are off uh yeah to google the night lights of philly <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is it's really bright but it's gunfire
0: yeah it's mostly gunfire <laughs> it's mostly okafor knocking and, people uh, out and trash trash yep, cans burning things like that yeah
1: um then i will talk about the atlanta hawks um and then we will call sam hinkie um all right so let's get into it um So we have a rule on the podcast. John, you are a 76ers fan, correct?
0: Yep. So you still a 76ers fan? I am more a 76ers. You're more than ever. All right. So we have a a rule
1: on the podcast where John isn't allowed to talk about the 76ers unless they win. Um, We're breaking that rule today because I want to talk about the 76ers.
0: And to celebrate the all-time losingest... Sports yeah,
1: that, streak. Th- that streak is so dumb. Like well, you can't carry a, st- a streak. Doesn't go between seasons. No, I know it's, a it's dumb so.
0: It's such you can't. That that that's such
1: a stu- like a stupid rule. I think. Also, how are you going to compare a, a like eighty-two game league to like a sixteen team or sixteen game league? It just that's true. it's a dumb streak. Um, that weary one <laughs> that you guys are the <laughs> keeper of. Yep. Um, well, because I think. About the 76ers, I think they're the most interesting story going on right now in the NBA. I mean, we could talk a little bit about the Warriors. Of course, the Warriors are amazing i i watch every warriors game john do you watch every warriors game
0: i don't watch every game Why No, that? but i've watched a lot um, uh, to me they're just like, time wise just because so you 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 instead you prioritize your sixers games because I, I know a, you watch every sixers, game. I, watch every sixers game. I watch every sixers game i watch a lot of the lakers because uh-huh. of my girlfriend because your girlfriend likes and Lakers. then we watch so the, you're watching
1: the lakers and sixers <clears> over the 76ers <throat> or over the warriors and you yeah. host an NBA podcast. I don't know yeah. what you're. I don't know what we you're. We watch doing. a see, lot of Golden State games uh-huh. and a lot
0: of Clippers. We usually watch the best game of the night. Okay. A lot of Cavs. Uh huh. Just be whatever games. Just because you like mustaches. Love the mustache. Love <laughs> the old school. a lot of Knicks. But All right. but I did actually this weekend come to the realization I need to watch every Golden State game because I, I. watch every game because. The- yeah, I feel like I'm. I am missing out.
1: So I guess let's start with that. What, what, what do you think happens first? Philly wins or Golden State loses? Ooh. Well, I should mention we're recording <clears throat> Sunday, November 29th.:
0: Yeah, so tonight, if we beat if, if we 50, lose to Memphis, the then we have the real basketball in one season losing streak.
1: Oh, okay. And yeah. then you play the Lakers on Tuesday, and then we play the Lakers. Oh man, we should watch that game together. Oh, we should. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah all right. I don't know if it'll be fun.. <laughs> 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 um, I think I think because it, I mean, it actually it's going to happen this week because Golden State, I think, plays Utah tomorrow and Philly plays.
0: I think the Philly will beat the Lakers. I think Philly will win first. It just makes more sense that Philly's playing really well. They are playing well. They're playing really That's well.
1: That's what uh, People are really making fun of them on Twitter and stuff, and I think, I don't know, I'm not sure if people are actually watching the games, because if you watch the games, it's like they could have easily won, I think, the last four or five games. The last
0: four games. They were really in it. The last four games, and they're on a six-game road trip, the last four games, they've been leading by at least five Halfway through the fourth quarter,
1: right, and it doesn't seem like they have. It seems like their big problem is they don't have a ball, like a primary ball handler. They don't have Does a point it, guard. Did anybody on their team? Can anybody on their team dribble? Like I don't even know how they are <laughs> staying in the games because it doesn't seem. Because I, I usually what happens is I'll be watching whatever game, and then I'll see that Philly's up in the fourth, and then I'll switch over to Philly and I'll watch the Philly game. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll basically watch them blow it every yeah. time. I've yeah, I've yeah.
0: watched them blow like four games in defense of the team. Uh huh. Both. Point guards are hurt. Right. Kendall, Marshall Kendall Marshall and, and Tony, Tony, Tony and I'm not Murchie saying wrote. I'm not saying either of them are good. Uh-huh. Like I don't think like that's but the reason. But they're mediocre. better. They are better than Phil Pressey, who liter- literally wasn't in the league. Uh huh. And T.J. McConnell as well as he's playing. T.J. Was, McConnell was not, still does not have a free throw. No free throw was not drafted. Uh-huh. So like if you take two guys that shouldn't be in the league and replace them with. Two guys who should be in the league. Yeah, maybe. It <laughs> you may- makes your team better. <laughs> maybe maybe you don't have 30 turnovers or whatever. Yeah, but I want to talk about, I mean, what's interesting to me is the whole is
1: the the, the process. You know, the Sam Hinkie losing on purpose to get draft picks and the different approaches to rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Because there was a really interesting Zach Lowe article two weeks ago about the Wolves. And his point that he was making with the Wolves is the Wolves basically said, you know, with these extra roster spots, what we're going to do is we're going to bring in veterans. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring in KG to mentor Towns. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring in Tayshon Prince to mentor uh, Wiggins. And we're going to bring in Andre Miller to mentor Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so instead of using, and what Philly does with those extra roster spots is they take flyers on guys like Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. That they think, oh, maybe this guy might turn into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are two very different philosophies. Like, do you use those roster spots for mentoring or for, you know, possibly striking gold? And, you know, it looks like what's happening in Minnesota, like, it looks like that's working out pretty well for Minnesota. Um, so do you have any
0: regret? Like, do you think the Sixers should assign some veterans to mentor these guys? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think the Minnesota situation is so drastically different. Right. And I think the one thing that bothers me following this team and what a lot of people are doing is you're trying to compare something to something that's never happened before. Like what the Sixers are doing has never, no one's ever done this before. Right. Like stripped it this low. I know some people on Twitter and some writers who I won't mention because I don't like them. People are like, well, Minnesota started rebuilding two years ago. No, they didn't. They've been rebuilding since Kevin Garnett left. Like, they've been trying to get better and right. for 12 well, years. Yeah,
1: the Minnesota situation is a little unfair, too, because they got really lucky with those two number ones. So they got Wiggins and uh, and Towns.
0: Yeah, and, like, it would be
1: different. if Also, we... they have Rub- they, if you're looking specifically for on-the-court differences, they have Rubio, which is a real point guard. Yeah. And they are so much better with Rubio than, than when Rubio is, is out.
0: Yeah, and how long have they had Rubio for?
1: But I think my point is that, I mean, should the Sixers have signed? Like, mentorship... Like, I think mentorship is real. Like, just thinking about my own life when I was younger, like, it, it's helpful to have mentors to sort of guide you and keep you from making some of the mistakes that you might make. I, it seems like KG is doing that based on some articles that have come out from Declo. And also there's a Jackie McMullen article from last week about, like, KG's mentorship style. Yeah.
0: And here's, the, and here's my two points to that. One, if KG wanted to join the Sixers, mm-hmm. I think we'd take him. Okay, so KG is in a special place because he wants to own the Timberwolves, uh, and he right, went back. Right. Literally owned the Timberwolves after he— He literally wants, like, that's— To buy the Timberwolves. From, yeah, buy that's part of it. That's long, his like, like long-term plan. So, yes, if if that was a case, like— But the problem is, who's our guy? Allen Iverson? You can't right. have him around. No, you do not want Iverson mentoring anybody. Exactly, and they also— No, but I mean, like, I don't think it has to be a former Sixer. Like, there could have been—like, they could have signed Andre Miller— they could have, but does Andre Miller want Wanna to come? There? Right. And then you also have to realize, like, last year we did have vets. We did uh-huh. have Luke. uh Imbamute, Imbamute the prince, the prince uh-huh. uh, who started for us. Uh-huh. So, you know, 20% of our starters were old vets. And Jason Richardson. So in this year, and this is something I do, like, they got Jason Thompson and Carl Landry from the Kings. And then they traded Jason Thompson away. And I do feel like this year it would help if some vet was healthy. Cause I cause Carl Landry sitting on the bench doesn't do much. But I also think that Kendall Marshall would help and Tony Roden aren't like fresh out of college. I mean, they've been in the league three or four years. Uh-huh. But I but I will agree. I, I would have replaced Carl Landry, who's just rotting on our bench until uh-huh. he can get healthy and we trade him for a second round pick uh-huh. for someone that could actually be on the court that won't allow 30 turnovers. You know, that could kind of <laughs> calm everyone down. So, yes, an Andre Miller would have been great. Yeah. And I think I would have taken someone like that over Phil Pressey. So, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So, that's, so you're criticizing Hinky in the process. I criticize on this. There's been lots of mistakes. And is
1: this losing streak, is this really getting to you? No. You know, the, if anything, okay. Because so, I think I think would what do you want out of this season? Because I I think what you would want is them to have one of the three worst records. Oh, I want the worst record. You want the worst record? Whatever you'd maximize your maximizes your because what you want is a lottery pick. But right now, but also, us but right having, now it's kind of like an embarrassment.
0: Yes, us having the worst pick also pushes the Lakers farther. Ah, uh, farther, more likely that that because that the Sixers get,
1: own the Lakers pick if it's not
0: top three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I th- I think I would have liked to have won a game uh-huh. just so we don't have to hear about it. Right, you just want people stop to stop making fun of the Sixers. Yes, but part of that is also that is like an emotion and a feeling. huh. But it doesn't change what do I you, want. But
1: do you think? The, and do you, but maybe this does long term damage. Do you think this does long term damage to guys like um, Okafor?
0: I don't think losing did long term damage to Kevin Durant. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean like, really but it, it's different.
1: It's different because I feel like there's a laser focus on the Sixers. Yeah, like but- everyone is like, this is a disgrace. This is you know an eyesore on the league. Do you think that Okafor, in his head, he's like? That really bothers him, and he's like, "The second I can, I'm leaving." He can't leave, but right, but he can leave after like seven or eight years or something. Yeah, but I think we won't that? be this bad in seven years. But I think some of these, sometimes these guys make up their mind they're leaving. Like I think Kevin Love was never staying in Minnesota. Like he made but up. But he his had mind. seven years of a bad organization. So you think the second the Sixers start winning, all of this is solved? Yeah, like this sort of culture of losing that gets oh, fixed yeah. the second it starts winning, and no, no vets like I'm not going to sign with Philly. They're a joke.
0: Well, I think right now vets would not because why would? They? But if they start winning, you think that doesn't matter. Oh yeah, these these why years of losing. Yeah, I, I mean think- that happens all the time. Look at the Bucks. Yeah, like the Bucks went from the worst record to signing Greg Monroe, right? Who left the Pistons to go there, right? You know what I
1: mean? So I don't- and then also, yeah, I think the clip the Clippers is an even more valid the- one where it was like as soon as Chris Paul went to the Clippers. People were willing to sign there, even though Donald Sterling was still their owner.
0: Yeah, the, was everyone knew was a horrible racist. Look at the Pelicans. The Pelicans were were garbage until they got Anthony Davis, and then mm-hmm. now everyone is like, he's the MVP and all this. You know, the so, preseason draft. So, uh,
1: I, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's. So I don't think that that critique that this culture will last. I think I think I don't think that's a valid critique. No, it's, and I the other thing you have
0: to look at is are they playing hard? Yeah, they and are they playing play hard. hard. If you so, watch the games, they do play hard. So. If they're playing hard and they're trying, that's not a losing culture. You know, what what you see, like, late last year with the Kings, you see with the Knicks, where people just aren't caring. Yeah, they just give up on the team. When you give up on the team and the coach, that I would have an issue with. But I don't think anyone in the last even three years have given up while they play for the Sixers. Until that changes, then I worry about a losing culture. Mm -hmm. I just think, yeah, I think losing sucks. No one wants to lose. And I think Okafor is going to get pissed at it well but he once, did he beat up the guy in boston yeah yeah <laughs> and i get that yes if we had a vet or two maybe we would have won a game and maybe you're not as frustrated and maybe you don't punch a guy fine but charles barkley had moses malone as a mentor and threw a fan through a window uh-huh. and spit on a little girl <laughs> and so now saying, he's the most so you, beloved guy you're you here first okafor is gonna spit on a little baby soon and throw the baby through a window <laughs> yeah I think Sixers fans are starting to get weary of the process, Mm -hmm. but what they're missing is the process and the way the league works and drafting isn't like, we get this guy, we win. It happens once in a while with a guy like LeBron or an Anthony Davis. But the truth is, everyone's like, oh, maybe it's Ben Simmons. The pick could be three years from now. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying the Sixers are going to keep losing? No, what I'm saying is... You could get your Steph Curry at the seventh pick or your Paul George three years from now.
1: But isn't that—because those guys are later draft picks. Isn't that an argument against the process? Isn't that an argument to just try to be as good as you can because you never know where that superstar is coming from?
0: No, because I think you can start with Okafor, mm-hmm. get a little better. You know, I don't think you have to be bottom three forever. Well, yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. So like in two years from now, maybe we get that guy also. But I think the idea of the
1: process, the idea of Sam Hankey, what he's doing is he's saying, I'm basically going to be really bad for three seasons. And what, what that's going to give me is three top five picks. Mm-hmm. And one of those top five picks will be a franchise player. Yes. I think that's the, th- the thinking is in order to win in the NBA, you need a superstar. Yeah. The easiest way to get a superstar is to draft them. In order to maximize your chance of drafting a superstar, you have to be bad. Yes, that's his thinking. My question to you is: What if the Sixers just got unlucky? They didn't get a high enough pick to get the superstar in the draft, and then the guys they drafted weren't aren't superstars. And that and that's that, that's a po- real danger because that- I don't think Embiid is ever going to be healthy. Nerlens is a quality starter,
0: but not a superstar. Mm-hmm. And Okafor, it, it, the jury's out. Well, what I, and the point I'm trying to make is it's not that these early guys will have been wasted like they could be your kind of one a one b superstar but you what if you
1: never get that superstar like what if the sixers draft they have the fourth pick in this upcoming draft and there's no
0: superstar there well that's the risk <laughs> yeah so that's you my, know what i mean i like, think i think that's like what we're the, i'm is not like, saying that this the, is a foolproof plan yeah, but the, but if they don't get their superstar they'll still be around this bottom area uh-huh. and then with some of the stuff they have like the Kings 2018 first round pick unprotected. Right. Or maybe we end up next year, you know, we do a little better and then we're the sixth pick, but that's it. the draft where we get this random Steph Curry guy, this Pope but is George it? Guy. I mean,
1: it, do you think, do you, would you read, would you redo this all again? Because the problem is you guys have been really bad for two and a half years now and you've had to watch all these games. You've had to uh, suffer through everyone making fun of you guys.
0: Yeah. And I get that. But that's part of trusting the process, okay? Because like, look at this. If you told Golden State fans in 2000, "Hey, we're gonna have a decade of being garbage," but 2014 we're gonna win the championship, in 2015 we might go 82 and 0, would you do this? (laughs) Right? Golden State fans would say you're crazy. 82 and 0, right? But but wouldn't you? Yeah, of course, of course, of course course you would. Yeah. And that's the thing is the part of the process is, and this is the thing that. People don't get. I actually talked to a Knicks fan yesterday, uh-huh. my friend's dad. And he was like, oh, you guys are garbage or whatever. Yeah. You guys are garbage. You guys are garbage. Get out of here. Get out. He actually said Josh Harris was the worst thing to ever happen to us. He's the worst. Who's Josh? <laughs> oh, the owner. the owner. Yeah. But look at it. As a Sixers fan, when Iverson left, literally a decade of nothing.
1: Just, like, me- just mediocrity. Just
0: mediocrity. And not even like. Not even fun to watch mediocrity. Like mediocrity in the East, which is like the 13th team of the west so after the lowest attendance for a decade and having nothing they don't even have a practice facility right now no the sixers don't have practice they practice at a hospital's gym <laughs> well it's a college it's what is it the Ortho com it's like the pennsylvania orthopedics thing. they can't run two full courts at the same time well, well, why don't they fix that? Aren't they, they, don't they, they have like
1: a hedge fund? Oh, they—that's what I mean. They—they—they okay. ju- they, they just built a second court.
0: They just put up a they, second. They donated to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Sam yeah. Hinkie Memorial Court. So those kind of things where they just built a new eighty million dollar facility in Camden. I don't think people realize how garbage the organization was top to bottom. Uh huh. And we've talked to people that work for the Sixers, and they're like, dude. Who's it's, we? Not me. Not me and you. Not not you. Uh, you I have. have you and, me and some you friends and were at your, a Sixers game. We ran uh-huh. into some people who worked there that we knew. And they were like, dude, night and day. Josh Harris. after Just, Since the new owner came since in. Since the new owner. Night and day from everything structurally. I think that's a big thing. So, like, yeah, it's a bunch of crap year, And I'm really disappointed that we're not winning. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, what games should we have won this year?
1: Well, probably the last four that I watched. You should have won all those. We, I mean... You should have won the Houston game. You should have won the Miami game. You should have won the Minnesota game. You should have won the Boston game. But
0: three of those teams are playoff teams. Yeah, but you still... I mean... But you know what I'm saying? Like, looking into this, We've had the hardest... The hardest... Uh, schedule. That's just things. like mechanical because you guys are the worst team. No, but so it's Grizzly- like no, no, no. <laughs> but that's not true. That's not true. Stats. Look up your crunch your numbers. Yeah, like Golden State has had the easiest schedule because they don't have to play Golden State. But the Nets and Lakers aren't two and three. Grizzlies had the second hardest schedule. Okay. So your numbers don't work, man. <laughs> all right, all
1: right. Look, no, and, 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 and here's the thing. thing about- I, I think they're playing well and I think right now the over under for wins is fifteen point five. I would bet the over. But my question to you is like what you watch these games, why? And, and this is what I want to get into. Okay. Because, like, I understand, like, you, why can't you say, like, I'm a Sixers fan and then just watch Golden State
0: games because it's more fun. Be, and for two reasons. Uh-huh. And, and here's why. First thing, and I think this is the thing that people forget the most, the absolute most. It's a game. We are watching entertainment. This uh-huh. is not life or death. This is not yeah, right, like right, this exactly. is not a reflection right, of but me as, the human being. This a, is like as an entertainment product the Golden State Warriors are much better than yes, the Sixers. Yes, yes, yes. And I get that. But saying like your team sucks, how can you do that? It's it's a game. It's like if I watch cooking shows. Like why do you watch cooking shows and not the news and learn and all that? Well, because I want to. Uh-huh. All right, like but we, we, are all watching, but, but why? we are all watching millionaires throw a rubber ball into a hoop. I'm allowed to watch whoever I want. You're, I know you, but why watch them over other millionaires? Because I believe, well, one, because I grew up there. Uh-huh. That's my team. Right. So there's always the going to be nostalgia. tribalism. There's always going to be tribalism, just like there's millions of Mets fans and whoever, you know, uh-huh. you're just going to like them. And I think the thing that people forget about trusting the process is I think it's like if you look at. The world and business and all these things, big picture, you know, because we've talked about this being writers. Mm -hmm. It's like everyone tells you, don't be a film director. Don't be a writer. It's impossible. Right. Right. But what you're doing is putting faith. I'd agree with that. Right. But what you're putting (laughs) faith in is, hey, if I if I write this thing. Uh huh. Okay, maybe it wasn't. It won't sell. But then I write the next thing, uh-huh. and then I write then the next thing, and then I do the next sell. thing. Every single writer or blogger, depressed, or everyone who cares about the basketball, if on your fifth blog post you gave up, you wouldn't be where you're at now. So you're saying you're just never
1: giving up. You're just you believing just, in the. Sixers. If you believe in it's the idea, a, it's just a form of insanity. Yes, that is
0: part of the human condition. Yeah, and I look at it this way: hope. It's hope. hope. It's hope. And here's what I also believe and this is the crazy part. I want us to go even darker. <laughs> I want us to go Owen 82. Why? Because cuz it's a, because a it's unicorn? a better it's a better story. Uh-huh. For uh, you for to reach greatest okay. heights. Look at the history of Man- Nelson Mandela in prison. <laughs> <laughs> just, right? If uh, he was just some dude that they were like, oh, I don't know, uh, they they uh, they 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 gave him a ticket. He had to pay fifty bucks. Uh-huh. You'd be like, that's not a comeback story. That's not a that's not a hero. Uh-huh. No, we need to be in prison. That's okay. where we're at now. Uh, you need to be. Jesus was crucified. <laughs> John, John just compared the Sixers to <laughs> Nelson Mandela and, and Jesus. You, everyone. Yeah, yeah, you need to like you. Steve Jobs was fired from uh-huh. Apple. You gotta go dark. You got the best you gotta, stories. Yeah, the if dark. You were to the believe, end of the second act. If you were to believe that Sam Hankey is a genius, which uh-huh. is a leap of faith, right? Which is a leap of faith for his genius story to work. He's got. You got to go even deeper. But why do you, you got to watch it,
1: John? You don't have to watch it. You I could just, just pay attention from afar.
0: I will say I, there was one game. It was the Pacers game where they were just. I think it was 30 turnovers. And I just fast forwarded the rest of it, but yeah, let's go dark. Let's go as dark and deep in let's the depths it. of hell as let's we can. do it. And then let's emerge like a hinky Phoenix <laughs> with all these picks <laughs> and draft picks. And let's do it. Let's, let's do let's, it. Let's Photoshop hinky onto a Phoenix. Let's Photoshop hinky onto a Phoenix. Let, let all the haters hate. That's the thing. You gotta have, you gotta have people telling you you're crazy. Uh-huh. You gotta, you have to, or you, you or if your vision isn't scary, you're not dreaming big enough. Okay. Okay. All right. And all that's right. what we're doing. All right. Who's with it. me? I love it. Wow. Wow. And that's Inspired the thing. I, I want more I want more Sixers fans to quit. Because I want to be the last man. You want standing. to be the last I want, Sixers fan. Yeah, let's the go. last Hanky let's stand. Let's prove it. Let's prove prove your worth. Uh,
1: all right. Well, just to give you some hope, uh, John, I, I ran some numbers actually. You for ran you. some numbers? I ran some numbers. Yeah? In your database? Yeah, I used Excel spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> shout out to Microsoft Excel. Uh, uh, Bill Gates dream. Bill Gates, yeah. Bill, Bill, Gates, Bill, Ga- Bill Gates never got fired. I guess he <laughs> dropped out.
0: Is that the story? What's, what was Bill Gates' hardship? Oh, his looks? I don't know. I think his look. I think he just stole stuff. <laughs> I, stole, I think he just stole, stole everything. Stole everything, yeah. It's uh-huh. two ways to win. Okay, He's all right. He's the Dan Gilbert. He's the Dan Gilbert. <laughs> Hankey- He's the Dan He's Gilbert.
1: The, and Bar- and Hinky is the Steve Jobs. And Hinky is the Jobs. Put that down. All right. Um, all right, so we, I wanted to interrogate the process, the idea of the process. Okay. Um, so Sam Hickey, so if you look, so the idea is you need a superstar. You need a Hall of Famer to win. Yeah. If you look at the, the teams that have won the championship for the past 25 years, I just went back 25 years, mm-hmm. they all had a player, a superstar, Hall of Famer that they drafted. Yes. So Jordan, Hakeem, Kobe, uh, Tim Duncan, uh, David Robinson, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Uh, Dirk. Steph Curry, Dirk. Yep. Basically, is it? <clears throat> um, i trying to think of the other champions. Pistons. The Pistons are always the exception. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But I think I think a lot of those players... Are, but the, yeah, that, yeah. that Pistons championship is the exception to everything. To everything. Right. Everything. Okay. That should have been a Lakers championship. Yeah. But the Lakers, from their infighting and Carl Malone's injury, lost it, basically. Yeah. So it's true. You need to draft a superstar. Where do you get the, Where do you get it? Top of the draft, basically. So if you look at the best players in the league... So I just took the top 10 players in the mm-hmm. league, which I would say are Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, James Harden, Chris Paul, LeBron James, DeMarcus Cousins, Blake Griffin... LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant yeah those are I think the top 10 in PER mm-hmm. you look at those players or if you look at the first team guys who make the first team year after year majority come in the top five yeah of those I mentioned the only guy drafted outside the top five was Steph Curry so you need a top five pick basically yeah. all right what Sam Hinkie has done is he said I'm going to get a top five pick three years in a row and then some maybe more right Um, but he's guaranteed himself three top five picks. Yeah. So what I looked at was, okay, if you just took a random sample of three top five picks from any three years, the past 25 years, what are the odds that you would get a superstar caliber player? Wow. This is what I did. I did this. this, I ran the numbers. We're not joking. I'm not joking. I ran the numbers. the PhD. I went through, I went through every top five and I said, this is a superstar. This is not a superstar. Okay. So on average, there's, uh, basically on average, there's four superstars. Amongst that top five, uh, every three years, every three years you're going to get a four superstars amongst those top five players. Okay, right. The odds are, you ready for the odds? I and want you guys, to hear the odds. Seventy-five percent chance that you will get a superstar. Wow. wow, pretty high, much high. I thought I was going to run these, and I and I thought I was going to get like forty percent or something. But I will say, so they've already had two two top three picks. I've
0: had two top three, and picks. I don't
1: think any, either of those guys are superstars. So you're, you're hoping that this year is the year it happens. I hope so. All right. So moving from your fandom of the Sixers to my ex fandom of the Lakers. Oh, poor Lakers. Listeners will remember I've renounced my Laker fandom a few podcasts ago. You could check out the formal let- the formal letter on uh, Baller Ball, ballerball.com. Shout out, ballerball. Yeah. So uh, basically, what I'm doing is going around the league, watching, you know, focusing on a team, you know, and deciding if I want to be a fan of that team. So I focused on the Atlanta Hawks. I enjoy watching them, yep. good, good announcing crew. Yeah, good podcast, uh, the Cawcast. Um, the Cawcast? I think it's called the Cawcast. That's C A W. That's good. Know, like, I give you. Oh, shout out to Cawcast. Yeah, yeah, Cawcast. <laughs> very, very uh, enjoyable podcast. Uh, run by Australians, it seems like. It Seems like really? Australians are kind of dominating the NBA podcast game. Okay, Sir Foster. Do you know who Sir Foster is the? Yes, the, the organist. Uh, the organist is very great. He, he makes the Hawks games extra enjoyable. Yeah, he's great. It makes it one of the best viewing experiences. Yep. Um. So, and I think they the the blog decent. Their blog the blog is different. The SB Nation blog is decent. So basically, what I'm going to do, John, is I'm going to rate the team on three things. Okay. Like ownership. So first category, ownership management. This is how good I think their ownership is, how good their management is. Because mm-hmm. I think this is really important for the long term, uh, you know, stability and 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 success of a franchise. Yes. Yes. Um. The second thing I'm going to rate them on is their current assets. Okay, So this includes their current players and future draft picks. The final the final category will be coolness. Ooh, Just an intangible cool factor. Cool. So for ownership, <laughs> for ownership, uh, for- because when we think cool, we think what, we, me? We think Super Hoopers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is us. Yes, we are the arbiters We are the arbiters, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. We know, yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah, we know. And you, yeah. you see me on the street, you're like, oh, okay, that If guy, you're
0: lucky to you're, see Matt yeah. on the street. Yeah,
1: because I leave my house maybe once every seven days. Yeah. Yep. Um, as a cool guy does. As a, that, that's I would that's do. what cool guy does. Fashionably really late. Yeah. yeah. Fashionably late to life. I just um, showed up to my senior prom. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, well, mm, you know. <laughs> um, all right. So ownership, I give them a seven out of 10. Ooh. Because I think Budenholzer is a fantastic coach. And the Hawks are talked about as Spurs East. And I think they have that Spursian quality of taking players off the scrap heat and, and making them good. Like Damari Carroll last year, no one, you know, no one wanted Damari Carroll. Yeah. And they made him, you know, however much money he got paid this year, they made him a great player. And they're doing that same thing with Kent Bazemore. Yeah. who's known for his bench celebrations, and they yep. turned him into a new good player. Yeah. So I think they're going to be a team with a great coach and great player development. What I don't like is there's all this stuff behind the scenes with the ownership. Do you remember this about last year about Danny Ferry calling? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Luau Dang, an oh, I don't, African. I don't, forget. I don't forget that stuff. And basically all that came out because the owner hated Danny Ferry and like leaked it. Mm-hmm. There's a great article by, I think, Arnovitz, Kevin Arnovitz, okay. um, and Brian Winhurst. Uh, Like a really in-depth article about how all that stuff happened. Right now, Mike Budenholzer is the GM and coach. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about his GM skills because he traded their draft pick for Tim Hardaway Jr., which does not (laughs) give me much hope. And, And never be a GM and a coach. Yeah, I mean These are like two separate jobs. It, it's it's sort of work. I mean I, I guess technically Pop is a GM and coach, but I think RC Buford has most of those GM responsibilities.
0: Yeah, you can be a very influential coach and a very but it never works. But it never Does works. it
1: work? I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any example of it working in the NBA. I think Pop is the only one, but I don't think that's a real one because I think RC Buford I know I think Pop actually is technically the, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. We'll we'll look it up. Okay. We'll fact check the we'll podcast. We'll fact check that. So there are some aspects of that that ownership that gives me a little, and management that gives yeah. me pause, but I think pretty good overall. I think Budenholzer is one of the best coaches in the league. Assets. I give them a 6 out of 10 because their current team, I think, is very good, but it, they're, the, the prime players are old. Hmm. Horford's 29, Millsap's 31. Teague, I think, is like 27. Oh, I like Schroeder a lot. I forgot to mention. I like Schroeder. Schroeder is fun <clears throat> to watch. Schroeder's great. And love the hair. I just love the way he looks, basically. He's like a skateboarder. Yeah, he's, he's like a, a weird he, he, German guy. Yeah, he's
0: like a weird German skateboarder. I think you always need a German on your team. Right. Yeah. Um, They're the Buffalo Bills of World Wars, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Germany always gets they, they, oh. get okay. they always get there. They always get to the World Wars. Quick, quick. And they get really close. Quick. But, uh, I can't, you know. Quick. Just quick, kind of miss, miss wide right. Quick story
1: time. Quick story time. Uh, quick story time. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Story time break. All right.
0: <laughs> World War 2 World War II story
1: time. All right. Let's do it. So I'm living in Japan, right? Oh, no. And I'm hanging out with my Italian friend and we're drinking with some old Japanese guys, right? So our friend, he's like Italian, Italian. All right. <laughs> the old Japanese guys get really, really drunk. And the one guy starts talking to the Italian guy, and he's like, hey, hey, World War II, man. And the Italian guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, we were this close. <laughs> 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 Just missed, oh, missed it by that much. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, the, uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. The buf- yeah. World so Wars. assets. Six, USA, back-to-back champs, though uh world wars yeah, yeah but we back.
1: really screwed the pooch with vietnam and iraq yeah, well those are like minor <laughs> those aren't those are minor Man, this, missions. This, this, this podcast gets a little, we got off this is, we uh, are we are deep okay. we are deep in the woods ownership seven out of ten these are very important ratings yes, yes pay yes, attention pay attention assets six out of ten they have all the draft picks plus a minnesota draft pick um but I think minnesota is protected yeah one of those weird ones coolness Ooh. what would you rate their coolness john you Hero, know, the great, okay. great great uh I don't like their current uniforms, although I I admire the bold whatever. Uh, they look like form. like a Chinese league. They <laughs> Okay, they, they're, they're right? a little too they much, do, right? A little too much. It's like
0: the Atlanta Hawks and the like, Queen Gao, yeah, like but the tiger yeah, puts. Yeah. Like, yeah no, the um No.
1: But the uh but the classic uniforms are great. Classics are good. And Atlanta is a cool city.
0: Yeah. A lot of cool celebrity type fans their players Sir foster the announcing crew is really good too I, I i think everything about Atlanta is cool minus they don't have really cool players though besides shooter um he is there i don't know Millsap's kind of cool mm-hmm. right. like are you if really Mil- like yo if, i want to chill with Millsap. if
1: Millsap was called chucky stackhouse okay you would think he's really cool no yeah all right i don't know i give them an 8 out of 10 Overall, overall, no, no, the coolness.
0: Coolness. I think ten? they're pretty
1: cool. I think that, but I just, I just love that classic uniform, that the, the Pac Man logo. I just think it's so great in that history. Organization in Atlanta, cool. yeah. Sir okay. Foster. All right. The way I did this is I tried to think of the coolest team in the league, and then figure out. Okay. Fair and like, enough. I try to think of the team with the best assets, and then. Okay. So moving on, the next team. I'm just going alphabetical. So okay. the next team I would have to do this for is Boston. Uh huh. Screw that. No, I'm not. There's no world where I
0: become a fan of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> not ever happening. Uh, I'll get. I'll tell you what their announcers are. Garbage. Zero. <laughs> Zero out of a billion. <laughs> Honestly, and this is a funny story. Also, I, their fans, dude. That uh,
1: so that fan who goaded Okafor into the fight. I was wondering what, about. how is that? What is that guy's life like? He. So for those of you who don't know, Okafor punched a Boston fan out. Uh, l- like late night last week. Yeah, after after, the game. after Philly lost to Boston, mm-hmm. this fan just followed Okafor around all night, telling him the Sixers sucked. Yeah, like what? Like what is going on in your life? where you like, you know, this is how I'm going to spend my night. Yeah, I'm nice. going to follow around a six eleven dude and tell him that the Sixers suck.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's I don't know, probably ten years younger than him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Some ni- literally a child. Some nineteen year old kid. Yeah. I'm just no. gonna like, do you just like. Is this you feeling so much better than this guy? Yeah. Because what you're like a middle aged overweight Bostonite, and your team is slightly better than the Sixers. Exactly. You almost
0: almost lost the Sixers. Yeah, which you should have done what the Philly fan did at the club and pulled a gun on (laughs) Oko. At least have some some respect, you asshole. (laughs) At least come. At at least least bring it. Come with a firearm. Yeah, if you're gonna bring it, bring it. (laughs) <laughs> All right? Your dumbass got knocked out on TMZ.
1: Oh, right. So then, yeah, Okafor knocked him out. Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. He just, I didn't he watch just, the video. He just clubbed him. Oh, nice. It was bad. Nice, was nice. Bad. Yeah, he should, like, like, I don't understand why this is, like, a warning sign for Okafor. That should no. be, like, a plus in his club. Oh, no, I love him more. Yeah, it's like, yes, he knocked out one more Boston
0: person. Yeah. Their announcers are so bad. We, we have DirecTV, and sometimes they don't get the Sixers announcer, uh-huh. and the NBA app is garbage, uh-huh. and it kept hanging up on us. And then my girlfriend was like, do you want to watch the Boston's announcers? And the face I made. <laughs> she even started laughing. She's like, you need to see your face. What would you do? Just put it on mute and played like uh... No, we just talked during the game. Uh-huh. The, their announcers are like – Whoa, talking, s- talking to your significant other. What's that yeah. like? Yeah. <laughs> Their announcers are so bad. They're super slow. There's no... It's just all pauses. It's so bad. Mm. It is so bad. And I don't even hate other announcers. All right. Like, I mostly like other announcers, but they're the worst.
1: Well, yeah. For me, it's just like, as a former Laker fan, there's no way I could be a Celtic fan. So... No. But I will... I rated them, so I gave the ownership a 7 out of 10. Okay. Good. It seems like a good ownership. Yeah. Ainge seems like a good GM, except I don't think he can draft. Assets, 8 out of 10. Because I don't like their... I mean, their current team is just a bunch of very good players and no great players. But they do have the Brooklyn picks. That's so. Yeah, that's worth it. 8 out of 10 might be low. Maybe they're more like 9 out of 10 for in terms of I'd like assets. I'd probably say that. Yeah, nine, maybe, yeah. Yeah, they're probably 9 out of 10. Um, coolness, I gave them a 0. Yeah. And Okay, so the next team I'm supposed to... So we're just uh, going yeah. alphabetical. Mm-hmm. We did Atlanta. Yep. Did Boston. Yep. Next, Brooklyn.
0: Ooh. Again. Ooh. No way I'm being a Brooklyn Nets fan. Nope. No possible way. So God, a guy gave up being fans of the Lakers and won't even watch a Brooklyn no, game. That's no, better. no. no. you you're not buying in on Brooklyn right now when No.
1: So just, just to do Brooklyn. Ownership, two out of ten. Ooh. Assets, zero out, zero out of ten. Because this again, if we're looking thinking about reference point. Brooklyn has the worst assets in the league. They don't have assets. They exactly. They have no. Their yeah. their next three picks are gone. Or next the two, two and then it's pick swaps. Anyways, coolness though. I gave him a three out of ten because Jay Z, um, the Barclays Center seems cool. Yeah, I, the announcers are good. I don't know. Yeah, they're good. Like the uniforms are cool. I don't like the uniforms. Not oh, really. I think it's too it's too plain for me. Okay, yeah. I like them. I, I like mean, they're them. not awful, but yeah. I don't know. I like a little a little flair with my uniform. A okay. Little little something.
0: Little purple and gold. Yeah. Little purple and gold. <laughs>
1: I love that about the Lakers. I love how the Lakers' home uniform is uh, gold. Yeah. Or yellow. No, that's whatever. That's that is. I hate the white home uniforms. Yeah. Um. All right. So I will be following Charlotte. Charlotte, I will actually follow. Ooh. And exciting. um, you know, just to tell a little secret, I've actually started watching them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to I think I'm going to be really high on Charlotte. Oh man, I can't wait. You know, cuz I love they got Jeremy
0: Lin and I love Mr. Lin. Here's a question. How good do you think Atlanta is? Cuz last year they were really I, good, I and this year they have some they changed a little couple pieces, but I you know, I think I think they get a bad rap. I think I think they're better than
1: people expect. Like if the, the 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 knock on them is that you can figure out their system and stop them in the playoffs. Mm. If you're if you know, if you're a team that's playing seven game series, you can, and a good coach, you can figure it out and stop them, and that's why they'll never do well in the playoffs. But I think, I think they're just as good as last year. Okay. Like I don't think losing Damari uh, Carroll was that huge of a blow. So, and I think Splitter hasn't really played that much, <clears throat> but I think he will be a good piece for them eventually. In the Eastern Conference playoffs, um, I mean, it, it it depends on matchups. I think if they can avoid Cleveland, like they might surprise some people. Second round, maybe. I'd right. say, which is sort of where they always are I guess. Always for the past are. like ten years. Yeah. Actually, here's a question: Would you would you like that? Would you like uh? Would 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 you prefer to be a fan of Atlanta over the 76ers? Would you like that? Like kind of guaranteed, we're gonna be in the second round every year, over the Sixers, where it's like the Sixers are really gunning for a championship.
0: No, I do not. And and it's not. No, you would not like the Atlanta fandom. Yes, I would not, and mm-hmm. and only because my fandom always lies on, I like, I like exciting players, and not even exciting as in flashy. Like Tim Duncan's really exciting. To me. Like I just like watching how smart he is as a player, and I uh-huh. love the Spurs. Well, Horford is basically the new Tim Duncan. But there's something about him where I'm not. He doesn't just, quite have the.
1: There's nothing. Yeah, he Horford. doesn't have the
0: entertainment value. Yeah, that I look for. Okay, so. And that's one reason why, like, I mean, the Sixers don't really have anyone yet. But at least Okafor's game is like, ooh, that, that's, that's pretty. And I'm hoping we eventually get a wing or someone that—and maybe Schroeder becomes that. And if he does become that guy where you're like, yo, this dude is like— He's fun. He's fun. But until he's, like, their guy, where at least—and they play that system, and I, I get it. But while the Spurs did it, they still had Manu, who's yeah, so Manu really fun, fun to watch. So fun to watch. And like Kawhi and even Tony Parker, I love yeah, watching.
1: Yeah, I'll also admit to that I'm watching a lot of Spurs. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of Spurs and a lot of Golden State.
0: Yeah. So I think that's probably why I wouldn't pick Atlanta. But I have no problem being... But do you also think...
1: I think with Atlanta, too, the hard part about being an Atlanta fan for the past 10 years, it's like you're really good, but you know you have no chance of winning a title yeah okay so you know we're we're winding down the show but uh john you know i thought i know you wanted to make a phone call
0: yeah yeah i think um we have had a great talk we had a great talk and
1: but i think you know maybe there's some people who still you want to want to denounce their yeah, Sixers exa- fandom. Yeah,
0: exactly. A lot of Sixers fans right now are, are kind of upset. And, um, you know, listening to me, just some jabroni on the internet is is one thing. But I think we should actually— But you can go right to the source. I, I think we should you, call.
1: You met Sam Hickey Summer Hankey. League. He, yeah. gave, he said, look,
0: John, you he gave me the phone call? number. It was right. mostly zeros and ones. <laughs> <It> was, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're going to give him a call. All right.
1: Sam Hanky here.
0: Hey, Sam, it's me, John from uh, Summer League. Oh, John Hill. I am still a believer. Right. But there's been right, a lot of, of people that are getting kind of weary with this slow start. What What would you say to those fans?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, John. We, the Sixers, have an 80 percent chance of winning the title in the next 10 years. I will tell you that. We've calculated that, and a title is worth three joint units. We, you know, they say you can't quantify happiness. We done it you did it we did it we ran the numbers three units of joy okay just to give you you know some reference marriage is like 1.5 joy units all right Whoa. so three units of joy that's that's a good gift to our fans
0: that's like getting married twice
1: now what we found though is that years of misery uh, can actually be a multiplier on that
0: Oh really? so
1: for instance uh, a red sox championship mm-hmm. is worth more than a yankees championship You understand?
0: That makes sense. Because they're
1: 20 years of misery or 100 years of misery. That that multiplies that championship, those three units. Um, Whereas the Yankee fan, you know, they win a bunch. So what we said is we said, how can we maximize our fans' happiness? And we said, well, we need misery first. So we explored different ways to provide misery to our fans. We thought, okay, maybe we can just implant misery memories into them. That was going to be not cost effective. We thought, okay, maybe we add some sort of torture device to the seats in uh, the arena. Again, not cost effective. So we just said, three years of losing.
0: Oh. This
1: will all make the championship that much sweeter.
0: Oh, so, so instead we, of
1: we're doing them a favor. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, instead
0: yeah. of like like a torture chair, it's just watching it's just, Phil Pressy just, trying to run the exactly, office. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Oh, so wow. this misery will all pay off. Uh, you know, depending on when the championship comes, it could be up to 18 units of joy per fan.
0: 18 so, units. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean we're we're speaking of probabilities here. This is not 100% certainty, but uh the expected value of being a Sixers fan is uh the highest in the league. We've we've maximized that expected value. Yeah, so I'd say to those fans like if people thinking about, you know, the average fan, you can't you, know, you can't put a price on fandom. I mean, we have but it's about $45 per fan. But yeah, so John, that's what I would say to them. Stay the course uh and uh, you will be rewarded. Okay. In uh, This Life and the Afterlife. Oh. We're in the religion numbers, and uh, 80% of the Philly fans are going to hell. But the 20% of uh, Philly fans will be going to heaven, and uh, it'll be it'll be nice there. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: There's been a lot of talk about this being a Ponzi scheme. Uh, I don't know what a Ponzi uh, scheme uh, is. Look,
1: so we, we thought about a Ponzi scheme. Oh, you did? We, when, I, when I took over, I said, hey, maybe we should run a Ponzi scheme with okay. the Sixers. Uh, again, the w- route we went with the process, delayed joy, we found that to be uh, actually more profitable than the Ponzi scheme. So, oh, okay. so you ran so the we, numbers. We, look, we thought about a Ponzi scheme. Look, we're we're profit maximizers. We'll look at any we'll look at any option out there. Anything else I can help you with, John? You know I'm a busy man. Uh I have to go check on Jalil. Yeah. Um,
0: gotta go to the Boston police station. I gotta, make station sure, for
1: uh, I gotta, gotta go, go make sure i beat isn't fat.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. Well, um here's to the assets.
1: Here's th- Here's to the assets.
0: Hail Sh- assets.
1: Hail assets. Hail second round picks. Trust the process. Hinky out.
0: Shout outs.
1: Beefs, John. It's that time of the pod. Yo, let's do it. Shout out. For me, I'm shouting out Jackie McMullen. Hey Jackie girl. Mac.
0: Hey, girl. Hey.
1: Girl, what's up? <laughs> I see you over there in Boston writing them good articles. Um... <laughs> She uh, she dropped a great article on KG that I that I mentioned in the, in the top of the podcast, just all about KG's mentorship uh, style. A lot of good nuggets there, John. Yeah. Him, KG, in a practice where basically Doc told him not to practice, and KG just went to practice anyway, and then just mimicked the guy who was taking his place on the <laughs> court over. No way. Just mimicked him. The whole time. Yeah. Just, just like ran. Like if he was doing foul shots, he did he, Yeah, if he was doing on the block, and then Doc just canceled practice.
0: He just canceled all Doc was like, if
1: you're going to do that, KG. I can't do Doc. Doc is like super horse. Yeah. KG, if you're going to. No, that's not it. KG.
0: If
1: you want to run. Uh, yeah, if you run that and cancel practice, cancel practice. Yeah. I got to look at that. I'll read it. Oh, yeah. It's a great article all about him mentoring towns. Also, him kind of being a dick. Like he ruined. I forget the guy's name, but he ruined a uh, Boston draft pick, basically, by bullying him. I can see that. Yeah. I can see him being a yeah. bully. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything is possible.
1: Anything is possible. Yeah, but shout out to uh shout out to Jackie Jackie Mac
0: and uh and KG. Cool. Yeah. Uh my shout out is the is to based off our movie episode. Right. Uh, after doing the movie episode, <clears throat> I watched the movie Train Wreck. Train Wreck. Yeah, with Amy Schumer
1: Uh and LeBron James. And friend of the podcast Randall Park's in it, too. Randall Park is in it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's right. Um, So that's kind of cool to say friend of the podcast, Randall Park.
1: Yeah, well, you got to have, you know, I guess he's technically not been on the podcast, but it usually is people who've been on the podcast before. Yeah. But he's a
0: preemptive friend of He will be on the podcast. we'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. We'll we'll lock him down. We're going to get that guy. Lock him down. Oh, oh, lock him down. I thought you meant lock him up. Oh, yeah. Lock (laughs) him up. I thought you meant we were going to kidnap I thought this was like a... (laughs) You
1: know, like a, whatever, what's that movie, Uh,
0: Ruthless People, or... Oh, well, I thought you were talking about that Boston Celtics, Celtics Pride, where they kidnapped the... Oh, where they kidnap the... Damon Waynes to uh to win yeah. the game. Okay. There's a
1: Shield episode too where they kidnap like a, a, a guy who's playing the Lakers. But anyways.
0: Anyway. Yeah, okay.
1: we'll kidnap him and we'll just him. Make, we'll
0: make him do voices for us. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. But uh shout out to LeBron James and his acting. So you think he's good in that movie? I thought he was. I really read good. a lot of reviews
1: saying he's not that good. Yeah.
0: Well or just he just average. I mean, is he as good as an, a real actor? No, uh-huh. of course. He's LeBron James. But what's cool, what I loved about his acting is he plays LeBron James. Uh-huh. And he does that well.
1: So he prepared for the part by being LeBron James he, for he, 30 yep, years. Yep, yeah. yeah, he made real it to method. the NBA. Real, real, real method. Real Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis type. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's actually, he actually was, was studying at Juilliard. And okay. was like, you know what? <laughs> You're for I'm this train ride, yeah, I got to just be the greatest basketball in player. In 2015. Yeah, yeah, I just have to do that yeah no he was really funny he, he poked fun at it himself it was uh he's better than ray allen was in he got he really got, he, yeah yeah okay. but he's playing like a fun funny character he's good he's we should really at some point
1: we should do best acting performances by nba players yeah, I mean Blake Griffin is really good. Blake Griffin's the best. Yeah, Blake well, Griffin
0: has to be yeah. the best. I mean, he interned at Funny or Die, so yeah, <laughs> is that, he, he put, yeah, he's he that, is
1: that. Is that where he learned it? Yeah, during I think during a Yeah, he, uh, he learned it. But
0: yeah, shout out if you haven't seen Trainwreck, it's a pretty good movie. And how did you LeBron. watch
1: it? How did you watch it? Did You buy it or something or. Uh, you, oh, I think we rented you, it. Rented it. Yeah, we watched it. On the iTunes or something? We were, yeah. Uh on the Roku. On the Roku? Got yeah, the Roku, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I might have to do that at some point. You know, it's a good movie. Given that it has LeBron and Randall in it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty... And Hater. How's Hater in it?
0: Hater's great.
1: Yeah, I love Hater. Yeah,
0: yeah. And what's funny is because Hater Shout plays... out to Hater. Shout out to Bill Shout Hater. Out, oh, yeah.
1: OKC fan,
0: I believe. Oh, yeah, he is. Hardcore. Yeah. Uh, it's fun because he just plays like LeBron's friend. Okay. So there's a lot of like it's a fun. What I like about LeBron acting in this is it's probably as realistic, like if you were just having to be friends with them. Right. Like they bust his balls. They do all that kind of fun stuff, and uh, it's a good movie. Check it okay. out.
1: Okay. Quick question, John. Quick question. If you could be any NBA player's best friend or like in their entourage, who would it Ooh. be? I'm going. Here's here's what I'm going. Who are you going? Porzingis. Oh. You imagine you going Zing- you're young. You're in New York. You're like you know, you're Latvians, so you got like this. You're, you probably got some like other like. I mean, I'm I'd be me, but I'd be hanging with all these La- yeah. Latvians, like yeah. from you know the Latvian hood, I guess, or the okay. Latvian villages. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they're you know in New York for the first time, just having fun. Pretty good. That or Tony Allen. Wow. Just you, because you really went weird. <laughs> yeah, but I just think Memphis is not as fun of a city as New York, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think I would go with you know,
1: probably Russ. Russ, Russell Westbrook. Russ seems like a dick, man. Like, yeah, but if you're boys with him, right? But then it's just like you have to put up with him kind of being a. He doesn't seem like he has a sense of
0: humor at all. No, I think he's funny. You see the Mountain Dew commercial? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I know. I would say him or Blake. Yeah, maybe Blake. Maybe I'd go Blake because he's in LA too. But you then, know what, Blake's my boy. I'm going Blake Griffin. But then you got it. But then Chris Paul is around. And that's yeah, but annoying. like when if you're boys with them, you know he has a great. Chris Paul impression that he oh, does when he oh, gets high. Blake Griffin's uh, <laughs> when he gets you high. You know, like that's the because, thing. Like that's what I'm talking Blake,
1: about. Yo, Blake, you high. Do, do Chris yeah, Paul. Yeah, he like, just you starts, know. he like shrinks half his yeah, yeah, size. Yeah, he goes on his knees. Yelling. He starts yelling.
0: <laughs> he starts taking... Like, shooting every ball when he's fouled. He bumps into a chair and he throws he, it. He goes, oh, why didn't
1: I get the call? You know what my favorite? It's probably hilarious. My favorite vine of all time is the uh, is the Blake Griffin impression of Austin Rivers. Have oh, you ever yeah. seen that? That oh, is yeah. so... If, look, Google Blake Griffin's impression of Austin Rivers. That is one of my favorite vines ever. It's so good. He's straight clowning his own teammate. Yeah. And it's not... It's like mean. no, no. His coach's son. Yeah, His the teammate coach coach's son. And he's like, look at what a trash player you are, Austin. This is how you play basketball. Yeah, I want to be best friends with that guy. Yeah, okay, okay. He's probably Blake a Blake Griffin, we should come up with an official top five. Yeah. I think Chris Stapps. I think Chris Stapps would be fun. Mm. No, you're not into it? Why? Do you not like Eastern Europeans?
0: Yeah, but like... I guess, like, is he Eastern European or does that count as like... Is, is the Baltics totally different? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not saying it would be bad to be friends with them. But uh-huh. like, there's probably like, you know... Yeah, you do. You want to be teaching them everything? You want to be like, oh look, like this is, no, is, this? This is a
1: fork. Yeah, this is a you fork. You stab your meat with it. Yeah, Chris this Stapps, is a okay? hot dog. Yeah, yeah, you don't want all
0: that stuff. Yeah, I want- mean, but that's kind of fun. The cultural, you know. Yeah, but do you think Chris Epp gets a lot of girls? Yes, no, for sure. Not as much as Blake Griffin. No, I think
1: Chris steps because he's young and he's in New York, and it's like you're at a club and this guy is seven foot three. Every girl's like, yo, who's that? And someone's like. Porzingis and they're like oh Chris Dapps. I've heard of this Chris Stapps you know? yeah
0: but I think like I feel like he gets like he gets catfished oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He like, was, you, you, all you the girls, girls are like you try to be like yo I slept with Porzingis that's true yeah you don't want that you, you gotta be careful like he still has to learn a lot but I'm like I'm on you want to be the, you want to you want yeah Blake's Blake. run run off okay yeah yeah all right yeah that's what I'd say oh yeah know. so uh yeah rate
1: us on itunes subscribe to us follow us on twitter at tweet of matt hill what's your
0: t- twitter Jack? at j hill at j- just j-, j-, j hill no j hill not mean also the super hoopers yeah yeah i was thinking team not just individual even. you know okay. matt Hill, but also uh the superhoopers.com
1: superhoopers.com all right until next right. until next week keep hooping. keep hooping.
0: have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to
1: Super. <laughs> they a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper!
0: Can you say Super Hooper! That's what you say, bro. We just formed a fucking law! Super Hooper! I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super Hooper!
1: That's terrible.